Hello, and welcome to this week's Black Door Music Argument. Barry, it is the Black Door Music Argument. I can't believe that I have to be the one correcting you because Karsten isn't here. Well, you know, I mean, it's really the content, not the name, I think, that we should stand on. But, <laughs> you know, if we have to have a a picture with a red door for this, the the uh, <laughs> podcast, it's called Black Door, which many people on Facebook have pointed out. Um, anyway. We have a um, loyal Facebook following. <laughs> this week... We are going to be discussing Disney on Broadway. Indeed. Now, I think we're all thinking mostly about when Goofy played the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera. Well, yes, of course. It was a monumental event that occurred. You know, people didn't think he had the chops, but I mean, he really sold those songs. <laughs> the yucks were helpful. No, that's not true. Well, anyway, <laughs> we are talking about the company that Disney started in uh, 1994 they had their first production on broadway it was beauty and the beast and since then they've uh, done 21 productions and they do stage shows on broadway and traveling the united states and the world and sometimes taking up residencies in other other cities um nine of these have been animated uh, adaptations from animated uh, classics Six of them were from live projects, and five of them were other projects where they adopted, or sorry, adapted other uh, works that were that were written but had never been turned into a a stage show or a movie in the past. So, um, we talked about this a little bit before, and what we all want to know is why does Carrie? I'm sorry, I'm Barry. Oh, and I'm Carrie. <laughs> why does Carrie? hate Mickey Mouse visiting New York. I mean, the mouse should stay in Florida and California, let's be honest. No, um, the I got nothing, I got no problem with the mouse. My issue is, is that there are these classic movies like Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, um, and then what I'm sure future generations will call a classic of Frozen that are being turned <laughs> into... Um, that are being turned into Broadway shows. And here is my argument. The movies are 90 minutes, and they have enough plot and enough character development and enough songs for 90 minutes. But you take them over to Broadway, and suddenly it has to be like a three-hour-long show, and there is just not enough story to handle that. There's not enough story to carry it, I feel like. And so what they do is they like pad in a bunch of extra songs that you don't really need, and it just creates, like, a newness that I don't think audiences are looking for. I think audiences are looking for a nostalgia. They want to enjoy the movie that they remember as a kid, and they don't get that on Broadway. Well, let me ask you this. Now, okay. you say that these titles, they bring them to the... Now, mind you, I have never seen a Disney musical on Broadway or in the other stage show. So I am coming at this from kind of a, you know, just a theoretical point. Have you, in fact, seen a Disney-produced musical on Broadway or other stage show? I have seen um, The Lion King, uh-huh. and it is – I have seen it on Broadway. Like, I saw it when it was in Minneapolis. It wasn't, like, okay. in New York. Um, sure. But that is my favorite Disney movie, and okay. so I was excited, and then I heard from people, like, it's amazing. You're going to love it. And then I went, and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> And there's like 
like there was some cool stuff with the way that they like you know had actors become animals and things like there was some coolness yeah. there but the whole time i was just like what's happening and what are these new songs and this is strange you know i will say that <laughs> i have not seen any of the stage shows for a full production but i have been to disney world and therefore you know i've seen the the live productions they've done there like there was a you know finding nemo i remember at uh, animal kingdom that was really good with the the puppeteers you know right on stage but somehow they make it so you just stare at the puppet and you just forget that the puppeteers are there after a while and mm-hmm. uh, they do i i think they do a really good job at it but that's not really what you're talking about you're talk you're saying that they they change the content so that um it's not the same experience that you had in the movie theater. Yeah. So like when Now let me just ask you this. Okay. If you're a fan of Disney mm-hmm. and you see the movie, mm-hmm. would would you want to go to a theater and see exactly the same thing? I mean, I I'm just saying one shouldn't they add something new, something different for the the uh the stage show uh, you know, production? I mean, I can see that, but I feel like it's already new because like they have to figure out how to make a 2d cartoon into like a Mm -hmm. 3d production where like a a human plays an animal sidekick most likely. So like, I feel like there's enough changing of the mediums that like there's enough creativity there where it would be like, Oh, this is a new spin on the thing that I already know. Instead of like, here's Mm -hmm. a random song. (laughs) So really just the songs they throw in that, I mean, like like, when my friend Evan and I saw Frozen and then, um, which is a story in and of itself, but then he, or we learned that it was going to Broadway. I was like, there's no music in like the second half of the movie. Like, what are they going to do? And then he was like, I don't know. Well, I'll say this, you know, Broadway has been known to put on plays without music. In fact, there are people who are mad that there are Broadway musicals. And we should talk so. to them. <laughs> uh, no, they're dead inside. Anyway. No, okay, um, true. Uh, so what's so, got you drinking the Kool-Aid and loving the Disney so much? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I did some research. And for one thing, uh, Broadway to me is like um, Ferraris. You know, I don't know that I'll ever own a Ferrari I may rent one sometime. It's kind of like a, a like a bucket list thing where you you know you go go to a track or something and and pay way too much to rent a Ferrari for an hour or two. But I'm just glad they're in the world because they're so beautiful. And I've seen <laughs> you know videos. I get to see some traveling shows. I've been to sh- Chicago theater, um, you know, and I I enjoy musicals. So I'm glad that there's a place where. Uh, musicals thrive and there's a big enough audience with frankly enough money to throw out these tickets these days mm-hmm. to to keep this type of art alive because in in the world where you know uh, the top hits on the radio are, are produced by teenagers on computers just that live airy experience where everybody's sharing the same space and and one one performance is always slightly different than the next. I think that that's necessary. And even if you don't necessarily appreciate Disney uh, Disney musicals for their content, I think you might support what they do for Broadway because they get butts in seats. They, See, 
No, let me finish okay. here, though. They, first of all, they have a very tight, specific way they run these shows. Mm -hmm. Because you can run a Broadway show half full and still make money. Mm -hmm. But Disney doesn't do that. Disney runs their show, and as soon as tickets start waning, they close the doors. They don't hog theaters. And therefore, you have more turnover, and also you get the benefit of getting people who may not venture to the live musical theater going to see what a live musical theater is and you may say okay seeing beauty and the beast seeing um uh the lion king is not the same as seeing one of the lauded uh, great musicals but it's going to get them to the experience and i and you know i know you love musicals mm -hmm. i know because i've seen some <laughs> they're they're fantastic and everybody should see some. I should see more. We all should see more. Probably. And so I think getting that Disney hook to get people to go to the theater for the first time, especially if they're bringing their younger children for their first theater experience, uh, you know, for a matinee show or something like that, it can be a great thing for society at large, just getting people to experience this and getting future generations to support live theater. See, I see where you're coming from. And I do, like, I thoroughly appreciate, well, I shouldn't say thoroughly. I enjoy musical theater. I'm not quite as intense as some people I know, so I can't claim to be an expert or anything. But I Are you talking about your fiancé? <laughs> I am not. Um, but there is a Bob Dylan musical, so you guys should probably discuss uh, that at some point. Um, it's called The Girl from the North yeah, Country, because I if believe. It's, yeah, if it's Bob Dylan, it's bound to be overpriced and boring. <laughs> I will let you discuss that with him. Um, but yeah, so I, I, but I enjoy musical theater. Um, I've had the opportunity to actually go um, to New York, to Broadway, to see some shows, which was like an incredible experience every time. But the thing about Disney doing it, I understand the argument of like, it will get people there and that's the hook. And like, then they'll be more into musical theater. I just feel like Disney, you're already making a ton of money with what you do. And maybe it's time to open these doors to different storytellers. Like maybe you're, you're, you're filling a void in the market for like kids theater that could be filled by someone that's like having new things happening, like completely new stories rather than like, let's rehash this thing that made $8 billion into another thing that will, you know, make more money because like that we, we don't have to tweak the story very much. But let's and not I just pretend. Want, I want new stories, and I want new generations coming to theaters, but I want them coming for theater, not for Disney. No, well, I understand that, but, you know, Broadway has a habit of rehashing old material. So, I mean, yeah, musical revivals are nothing new. I right. Mean, and honestly, you know... How long did Cats run? Really? That was worth its pace? <laughs> Les Mis Rob played for like 10 years or something like that. What a... Sorry, garbage fire. I am not a fan. <laughs> That's okay. I saw Phantom on... People, people who like Les Mis Rob as a musical or art in, in any way, you really need to expand your, your definition of art. Okay, quick but, side note on Les Mis. Um, I love that musical up until the revolution ends. And then I hate like the entire rest of the movie or like the rest of the show because it's just like it's just a stupid love story then. Like I like like the war part. And yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. But 
But what I'm saying is, you know, with the way Disney is running their business, they they don't hog space. And that's why I think for putting out the type of material that they do and for doing what they do for adding the the amount of you know people who might not otherwise see a musical uh i really think they're doing it in a great way you know it's not like they tore down a lauded uh theater and built the you know super glossy disney broadway theater <laughs> you know they're working within the world you know they're hiring dancers and they're pushing the envelope of of the theater arts because you know they have all the imagineering uh, expertise that comes from Disney film productions, Disney uh, productions at their uh, theme parks, and they're always working on this. They also have a, a you know a great uh, an amount of space and money so that you know they're not tying up the theater with you know practices and and design for months and months. They they have everything done and then they may move in and put on the show. So I think. You know, claiming that they're taking up space that should be used by other people is—I don't think that stands as as much as as it may. I, I I would agree that seeing a huge corporation say, "Hey, no, everybody, look at this. We've got a shiny thing you should see. Remember that thing you paid fifteen dollars for? Now pay five hundred dollars." Exactly. I mean, that on the face of it sounds bad, but for what they're what they're actually uh, you know producing, I. I, I don't know. Like I said, I've never seen it for real, but just seeing how they're doing it and, and knowing what my experiences at the parks have been, they really put customer service first and customer service in this case is providing a great show. And, you know, when you, when you hear the reviews, when you hear people talking about it, they're amazing experiences. I mean, except for yours. Well, right. See, that's the thing I was going to say. Like, I think that's part of it too, is that for me, the, the people that like yes i've talked to people that have really enjoyed it i've also talked to people that have had like a resounding meh to all of the ones they've seen so like and the ones that have had less than stellar reviews i guess are well no it's kind of all over the board like some of them are like really big disney fans and they're just like i don't know like that was not what i was expecting in not a great way and then some of them are like really just big really big musical fans that are like yeah, you took the same story and you did the same thing and it's fine. So, yeah, I just and like I understand that it, they run for, a you know, not as long of a time and, the, and all of that. But they're still taking a theater from what could be there when they already have movie theaters everywhere, Barry. <laughs> yeah, well, they're they're taking uh, the theater from another, you know, large big pocketed investor not some upstart with nothing because you know you don't go from just writing a play to putting it on broadway well so, right but i, I mean, mean like i mean look at the popularity of something like hamilton or dear evan hansen that got young people to the theater that didn't have sure. the disney name you know like no that's right but, and i'm not saying but, that lin-manuel miranda was like a startup but he wasn't super well known no but i mean i think that just goes was was Hamilton his second musical that he had written? Uh, yeah. At least and, the one, second one that made it to Broadway. Right. Uh, but, you know, he started off Broadway with Hamilton, too, and and then it just turned into a juggernaut. And I think it just goes to show that, you know, if if you're in that area, yeah, you're going to have to work and, and hustle, but 
you know, the talent will come out on top. And it's not just people who are, you know, I mean, Disney's not going to put anything out there that's that's just going to flop or, you know, as soon as it, if it does, they're going to shutter it within two days. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there are many shows that do that. You know, they don't, they don't open like they want. They, they get the bad reviews and they're closed after a week. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess I don't have the stats on that, uh, whether, you know, the theater space is so hard to get that, you know, an upcoming new artist or or new way of doing uh, musical theater is blocked from Broadway because Disney is taking all the good theaters. And I don't think Disney's just renting out theaters and leaving them empty just to make sure they have a spot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... They'd... I could be wrong. I don't know a whole lot about it. Right. But... Uh, Anyway, I I think we both agree on one thing. Mm-hmm. Live theater, live musicals is a great experience. And yes. whether you're whether you're going to go to New York, go to Broadway and see those shows when I get to go to New York when I have money. I went there once when I was in college, but I was broke. So, <laughs> but next the next time I get to New York, I'm definitely going to check out a a Broadway show. And in any other given city, there's lots of uh, live theater. I know we're just about 60 miles away from Minneapolis. A great theater, uh, you know, productions go on up there. And, you know, great theater productions happen in every community. You know, you don't have to be a snob. Go see some high school productions. Go see college (laughs) productions. Go see your local theater production because there are people who are artistic everywhere. And I think despite... Carrie hating Mickey Mouse. We <laughs> both love musical theater. I can agree with that. Well, I guess this is one of those arguments where we don't end up yelling at each other. Aww. For Black Door Music Argument, dang it, I did it right. <laughs> yeah, you... uh, I've been Barry. <laughs> and I've been Carrie. Thanks. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby, it's cold outside. outside.